Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Bring the Noise podcast with me and Phil. Say hello, Phil. Hello, hello. Phil. So we're joined by Stephen Cowan Brunson. Hello. 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 Of Jesus Hooligan fame. Thank you. Amongst other things. Yeah, it's good to have you guys here. It's good to have you as our guest. It's great to be here. Thank yeah. you for having us. So do you want to simply start by telling us a little bit about who the fuck you are? Um... Who the fuck are you? Yeah, for those out of there who don't know already about your infamy, who the fuck are you? Come on, Jesus. I used to, um, I used to be somebody. <laughs> I was always somebody. No, um, I just, I was always singing in punk bands um, for years. We played here actually as a punk band. Uh, it was very good. It was a space rock night or a fresh metal night, and for some reason, one band pulled out and they asked us to come in. We were called the Largalouts. Oh, nice! And I remember, um, yeah, I stage dived and took out about seven hundred people. So. First fifteen rows. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they were actually expecting uh, somebody like me there because we were all about thirty years old and everyone. It was fantastic. Oh, we're, we're, we're talking about Club Eighty Five. We're in the Club Eighty Five office. Yes, no, 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 yes, yes yeah, and brilliant Club Eighty Five. Love it. We yeah. absolutely adore this place. So, oh, wicked. But the, uh, I got ill. It turned out I had a bit of throat cancer, and um, amongst other things. And I couldn't really sing anymore. So the band that I was with uh, sort of disappeared. They, uh, you know, <laughs> being true friends, when you're real, really ill, they just sort of went and sort of left. Somewhere else. Oh. So I was, yeah. So as I got better, uh, my wife um, used to, well, she feeds me very well. So I got better and better. And I started to do uh, uh, my own recordings. Uh, not being a musician, always just being a singer, I couldn't actually play an instrument. But I've always had a, had a, a thing about noise different and sounds. different sounds mm. and things like that. And I was brought up on the farm, and I was I, and I work as a builder. So I mm. used to record songs. I've actually got about three albums out there which, which don't have any instruments on them other than tractors, diesel tanks, tanks, angle grinders and things like that and I'd, I'd make songs, like proper songs out of them. So what you're saying is that you're a, a big fan of the avant-garde musical form of musical concrete? I have no idea at all what no, you just said. I don't know what but, you just uh, said, <laughs> But it's been said to me before. Yeah. And it's like, you know, uh, and I actually looked up, con- is it, I called it concrete music and it's, yeah. no, it does, that doesn't make any sense to me at all because it's, to me, it's just like uh, a load of very intelligent people making a noise and going, look, this is this. This is, this. is but, art, Yeah. In, instead of that, I actually like making mm-hmm. songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what's re- reminded me of a little bit is um, the sort of um, a lot, a lot of um, slave labour. They, yes. they, they, they hit, hit the if they, if they work on on the, on the railroad. No, you, they would they would make songs. We always think of is the Viking. Right. Oh, also, oh yeah. Oh, the stroke. As well as, stroke. As well stroke. As. Oh nice. Yeah. One of the first songs I recorded uh, was uh, Lead Belly. Where did you sleep last night? Oh, and yeah. all I used was a uh, club hammer. And a large bit of polystyrene being yeah. smacked into uh, a concrete floor, nice. and that gave the actual that that's all that's in the song, uh, and you've got a small sub bass sound going off in the background, and that is one of my favourite. Uh, it was, it's, you know, it's one of my favourite songs because I, I cool. and it yeah. went down. Used to go. I mean, it's been played a hell of a lot all over the place, but as you say, the slave labour thing is because to me, if you do a good a good song can be done any way at all. Yeah. Doesn't have to have a band, can be just, just spoken, mm. can be just done anything. And that's why I've done a lot, of, a lot of spoken word and all things like that. And a lot of my early stuff was just me and a beat and nothing more. So, um, yeah. I also go back to like the Negroes and the chain gangs and yeah. the boxcar 
Yeah, they, right. yeah, they had their homemade instruments. They didn't yeah. have instruments. They didn't yeah. have any money, so yeah. What necessity drives invention, doesn't it? It's not what, how the cohen come about, wasn't it? it was just the box they sat yeah. on. Yeah. Boxes or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think uh, it's true. Like when when um, when they first brought over um, these slaves from West Africa to uh, to to the US and, and other places, they 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 didn't they didn't allow them to bring their instruments with them because yeah. they, they saw it as a luxury. But they they of course were so. So just made them when they, they just adapted, didn't they? Exactly, yeah. They had to have whatever piece of wood it was, yeah. Stephen did. Yeah. Well, I've got songs with just woods, woods and chimes. What about the rain? And yeah, rain, I've used rain as uh, just sung along to rain, rain recorded it. Oh, nice. Cool. So it's all, I mean, and that was, that was because as I say, I can't play an instrument. So a lot of my original uh, albums yeah, are released. Stuff. Are just uh, they're, they're just made sounds or natural sounds, like as I say, a rain or a waterfall. Yeah. So, you know. Well, I think that makes a lot of sense, though. As you say about not playing an instrument, it's forced you to think around and do other things. Not and you don't funny, have to deal but... with musicians. Yeah, but there's also... <laughs> and there's 250 buggers out there that play guitar and oh. all play the same chords oh. and do all play the same songs. Well, Sit on the stool with no shoes and... Yeah, yeah. We've actually... there's a lot of that. My wife and I have been in a studio today with a band called Brocker. Fantastic band. Oh. Now, yeah, these, yeah. These, go, see these go... Uh, um, these play... For passion, not you know, they don't look at song uh, like music. They don't read music sheets. They do it for passion, and that is the that's the bollocks. That's that's mm. what you want. You don't want a musician standing there going, "I'm fantastic. I can play a guitar." You want a musician standing next to you going, "Nah, let's let's do this." Mm. You know, and that's what you want, and that's what they are. Absolutely brilliant. So, um, it's like one of them said, "Give me an A," and they all went, I might have to start doing that I understand that when bands tuning up I might have to do that but the best one is give me an E well yeah. I haven't got any but if you see him over there he's got some wicked shit <laughs> so what, what's your I first, love that what, going, going back what's your first memory of music so, oh yeah Johnny Cash probably. oh well, funny enough my, my mum and dad were, were Irish and they used to bring me to um, uh, they used to bring me to a place called the Irish Centre uh, this is when I was about five Where, where'd you grow up I grew up in a place, uh, started off in Enfield, oh, and yeah. we used to go up to Camden Town every Sunday, this, this Irish place, and they'd always have Irish Irish music going off, in, you know, and uh, lots of big scary men bang, punching tables basically a lot of the time, because, you know, they'd all get drunk, and, and they'd all be making a racket, and I think that was, and also a lot of my family's from Ireland, um, you know, Southern Ireland and Northern Ireland, and especially in Northern Ireland, you have the old um, storytellers, where, you know, they, they'd play a broom. You know, this would be an old boy of about 80. Um, oh, Willie Breen. Yeah. He's called Willie Breen. Comes from uh, Fermanagh. He's dead now. He's a bit, but, I mean, I remember him when he was about 85. I was only about 10. And he'd be telling stories about, like, old Ireland, you know, with the, the you know, the black and tans and all that. And they'd all have songs made out of them. Mm. But they were just songs, you know, and he'd do it with a broom. Now, absolutely breathtaking, you know, but you don't. <laughs> and I, I think being brought up around that, you realise you don't really need to have a full-blown band with behind that. you. You know, you can actually do it on your own. Which I suppose then, then C6 Steve's the same sort of... Yeah, that's, you yeah. know, he's sort of... You know, he, you can put him on stage on his own mm. and he's just as good as any other band out there, you know, mm -hmm. on his own. So yeah. it's, uh, Classic raconteurs, storytellers, people that can sort yeah. of weave a bit of a yarn, a bit mm. of simplicity. And that's, about. You know, of course, being a bricklayer as well. Uh, Bricklayers uh, are a funny old breed where you just talk bullshit all day banter long. Banter all day. And it's just banter all day long. And I find that's with the live gigs that I do, really, I don't find them difficult at all. 
because a lot of it is just really, it's just like being on a scaffold laying bricks all day. And, it's like you're of and a lot of my songs are quite dirty and all that, you know, a lot of dirty songs I write about the wife. And this it's basically just like me boasting, which all bricklayers do, they'll be on a scaffold for eight hours <laughs> boasting about how great they are in bed. And that's all I'll just I'll just put it in the music. <laughs> that is very though. true, yeah. <laughs> There's a, do you know the uh, the singer Nick Cave? Do you know him? Oh, I was, God, yeah, yeah. Big, I used to go and see him. He's lost his son, didn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. That sucked. Yeah. Nah, brilliant. Uh, brilliant performer as well. Yeah, oh, amazing. Mm. What's that song that we were listening to the other night? Mercy Seat. It's one of my right. favourite songs ever. Have you heard the Johnny Cash version? Yeah. Oh, great. Well, I actually seen Johnny Cash. Four in the morning doing that, yeah, going weird. from one to the other. Beautiful. I've seen yeah. Johnny Cash when I was about uh, 13. Oh, my mum and dad brought me to see him. You know, it's a life. I'm 50 now. So, where was that? That was at Wembley. Uh, Sweet, you know, and it's funny. You talk to people about Johnny Cash, and you say, "Oh, I've seen him." And but who did you see? Him? Really? But who did you see in the same week? It was Johnny Cash and oh, <laughs> totally diverse, wasn't it? Not like, I don't know, like the Cramps or something. No, 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 no. It was something. I've been the Crankies. <laughs> no, mom, I'm a dead. Boney M, that would be like beautiful. Just, 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 oh, God, no. Oh. That would be a good week. That would be a great week. Um, I heard about Johnny Cash playing at Wembley years and years and years ago, and I did mm. think, oh, yeah, I would have loved to have gone that. I would have loved to have seen the great man himself. And now that you've actually yeah. done that, now I've found that I like you significantly less. <laughs> and now... I'm, a bit, just jealous, I'm now a bit fucked off with you. Yeah. Being, a, being a bricklayer, that makes me very happy. Yes. I'm slightly okay. horny in a strange hey, way. So you better go and write a song about it. Have you got any memories of, the, of that gig? Yes, uh, scared the life out of my dad. I mean, mm. my dad was a... Uh, we were right at the front of the row. That, um, right front row, and uh, yeah, he, he seemed to be quite a scary man. He was—he had a, a, a sort of a presence about him, which I didn't pick up on. But my dad was, you know, he's, my dad was a big hard man, and he, he actually—I remember after the concert for a couple of days, he was going, "Oh well, you know, I wouldn't fancy meeting him." But um, the thing I didn't actually like about it was he had the whole family with him, and he had a son who was, who was my age. I, I mean, um, and they—they they kept having his son singing, and it was just. Oh, you know, you want to see Johnny Cash sing Johnny Cash. Yeah, the man, the myth, the legend. The man himself. But exactly. he kept going, and here's my son, and his son was like, eh, yeah, he's oh, like that, you know. Oh, so. Twee little thing. Yeah. Well, probably, well, he's probably going to go after me now and kill me. So, he's a very no, nice I mean, man. We absolutely adore the last album, don't we? We absolutely love, play it yeah. to death. Yeah, the the last album? Yeah. No, a lot of Johnny Cash had done the American series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lost uh, albums. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Really good. So, yeah, it's like the... Yeah, there's a producer, Rick Rubin. That's him. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. he basically like saw him um, sort of, and his career wasn't doing so well and he thought, why don't we just strip it right back, just mm. acoustic guitar, vocal, Yeah. you know, maybe a little bit of, just t touch a piano here, just mm. touch, just really strip back. And, yeah, it was so and, basic. Yeah, and yeah. really, really just But you, you heard it was a man that had lived a life, just yeah. literally coming through him, wasn't it? Yeah. It's just, and you know that man is dying mm. and this is his swan song almost. Yeah. And, and just... Yeah. And I think that's something that's a common thread for the stuff we're talking about. You're saying about Nick Cave, I'm mm. going to bang on about Tom Waits because I always do. Oh, oh, Tom Waits. Yeah, but you're Tom saying Waits about that like. recording, like um, not using instruments, but using a claw hammer on a sheet of metal. I was just saying to Phil before we hit record about his recordings outside and then the cockerel joins in about mm. halfway through. <laughs> it's, it's quite nice, but that sort of natural recording, that yeah. capturing something, you're saying about a man who's clearly lived a life and like being yeah. no pretender and stripping away all of that 
bollocks and yeah. just keeping something raw. Mm. And I think that's why a lot of this kind of music appeals to people. And it's certainly why something like Jesus Hooligan appeals to me mm. and to a lot of people. It's raw, it's quite powerful, and it's mm. quite direct. It just goes sort of straight to. You don't have to think about it and think, oh, no. I really appreciate that Jesus mm. suspended chord. That's no, a no, nice no, use no. of the major <laughs> and the minor. Yeah. I really the like this. No. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yes. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> slappy, slappy. <clears throat> but a, a, a big part of your show is getting the audience involved. Mm. Oh, yeah, well, and participation, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and uh, so when did all that start? Well, that's, I mean, the, the barrels to me, I mean, I, I, I get quite agitated with certain people we've we've been approached by a lot of people in the past like management companies and, and certain promoters and things like that and they, they say oh it would be fantastic if you uh, like done cover versions like tub thumping by Chumbawamba oh, because yes. you're hitting tubs and it's, <laughs> and it's really funny isn't it and I the just look at them and their I'm imagination just, is unreal you know it really gets me angry you know, it's just like, tubs and it's, it's thumping it's music wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Oh, stop and, you're and stop if you want to see oh, oh, you're just, you're worried, I was just going to say yeah. if you want to see anger you're just like Stomp, darling. You're just like Stomp. And then they watch the gig and they go, you're not a bit like Stomp. I, I go, I know I'm not like Stomp. Fuck off. So it's, yeah. I really <laughs> hope somewhere Stomp are being in interviewed somewhere and they're like, who the fuck are Jesus Hooligan? <laughs> <laughs> your worst nightmare. Well, what we found was... They're evil um, twins. Yeah. What we found was, we uh, you started the crowd participation mm. with just two songs. It was Rain and oh, I Met a Woman. Yeah. And we'd always and, do it at the end, and yep. everyone would get involved. We'd do Rain, then a couple of songs, and then I Met a Woman, and it just went from there, literally. And, oh, it's not time. Sorry, just made a wine break. Um, they didn't want to stop. Yeah. So yeah. we found when we did Rain, which is really uplifting, that, you know, Rain, yeah. blah, blah, and then they, they would stand there and, and wait, because they knew the other record was going to come, but maybe 10 minutes down the line. So then they stand there, so they hit him. In the end, we could not stop them, no. could we? We've actually no. done gigs now where we've had, you know, uh, the sound guy's going Even like this. putting it together. He's going like, no, and I'm just cut, standing there cut. going, I'm going I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not actually doing this. It's the audience. Camden Rocks. The, the, yeah, it was fantastic. We put, they just got so angry with us, the sound guys. They pulled they? the plug, everything. It didn't matter. Yeah, the exactly. Barrels yeah, aren't plugged in. <laughs> so the whole place is still jumping. He's going, Come on, everyone, you've all got homes to go to. And he's yeah. held an exhaust pipe out in front of him going, Come on. And they started hitting the exhaust And the bloke was going, uh, like cut, yeah, cut, yeah. cut. And Sam was going, but that's why I like it because it drives people to get involved I've said to Phil it's before about I don't want to stand there in a passive audience and it's actually my problem with big rock shows in general but sitting there or standing there and just watching a band and being a receiver for something I want to feel like I'm involved and that's the beautiful thing about something like Jesus Hooligan. I've seen people proper like kicking off and getting into it and whether they're just sort of a rhythmically venting their frustration or whether they're actually trying to join in with it. Are That's wicked. You feel good. Yeah. Well, we've we done the, the, I mean, Ballstock Fantastic Festival, which of course you all know about. And it's, it's we've done that this year and I had, uh, I made sure that was the biggest we'd ever done. I had 20, 23 or 25, yeah. it's 26 barrels going Ooh. out into the audience. Where were you playing? Because I was incarcerated somewhere on the side of town. Stage. Yeah, it was, Saturday, wasn't it? Yeah. On the Saturday. I assumed as well. They had the rammed. drone going over us oh yeah and i saw that there's, there's actually a, a neil mccartney absolutely fantastic photographer he has a photograph he was standing backstage behind stephen so all you see is the back of stephen hitting the bells and as far as you can see up that very wide road yeah, yeah. was just a sea of people 
the crowd went mad that day. I mean, there's some photos there of people. Oh, that young yeah, girl, yeah. The blonde one. just going absolutely berserk. And it's brilliant because there's no no trouble. But I think what it is, I've given them something to hit. Instead yeah. of hitting somebody, yeah. you've yeah, got an yeah. inanimate object to hit. Well, so you are giving them a lethal weapon, yeah. either a, lot a lot pipe of or whatever. Saw, yeah. But they don't hit each I other. I never thought about it like that, no. Well, I, I, think it, I think in our, in our world, in a kind of polite society, we, it's, it's hard to sort of let let out sort of those kind of feelings, isn't it? Of like, you know, frustrations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and and and, and that and that kind of that kind of like opportunity for people, it gives them like something to put it into, you know, well, something physical to do. And and music is just a great unifier, isn't it? Yeah, well, and it's cathartic it. as well. Yeah. So many people say afterwards, yeah. don't they? How uh, they sort of like they, they feel covered in sweat. Yeah. yeah. But you know they're. Yeah. They're going, they're going, you know, walking out of the place. It's just sweet. Can you give a story of people come up to you and say, you know, because someone. <laughs> we love you, Jesus. <laughs> 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 what can happen with all this participation is like someone might be really shy, but they might think, no, fuck it, I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. That, and that, that could be a big deal for that person. I've had people come up crying. Uh, actually, right. here, uh, the last time we played here, mm. a lady came up, she's bawling her eyes out. She's going, I've always wanted to And it was so nice. It's, she, she nearly had me in tears. But oh, I mean, it's like, it's, it's just. Yeah, it just sort of must release something. Mm. I mean, I've uh, going on about me. I've uh, been, I've, I've had a lot of therapy, anger management therapy, and all things like that. And uh, actually, my therapist said to me that I've been self-medicating for the last twenty-five years mm. by mm. basically doing this stuff without realising it. So instead of going out there hanging people, I've been actually making <laughs> songs. And, well, uh, yeah. not being funny, I think a lot of people do use that, and that's why a lot of people in metal bands, and a lot of drummers especially, mm -hmm. are like really nice, very chilled out people yeah. who've got but in tune with their aggression, they've let all of this out, and they go, ah, oh, I really, the, the, really do think this. Yeah, but yeah. on the flip side of that, what, you know, your man was talking about, um, <clears throat> Stephen goes, uh, care homes, oh, yeah. <clears throat> people with problems, things like that. Mm. Oh, yeah. they've, they've, they've and they mad, but, you know. are amazing people there was one old lady she scooted in on a little zimmer frame took her half an hour to get to the thing the barrel the barrel and then uh, we gave her two sticks and she she just kept her eye on Stephen and bang bang all the way through all the way through and we had they had to stop them halfway for juice and biscuits and stuff <laughs> special needs and things you know yeah, yeah. and they get so excited and uh, she just walked to the table to get the juice and biscuits left the zimmer phone there no lovely and, so no. A, and uh, the guy with the sippy wow. cup yeah yeah there was he, a guy he didn't, couldn't, couldn't use, use his, his hands. hands and then he started hitting a barrel for about 20 minutes and all of a sudden he's going up and feeling my hand for the first time and all it is it's because they don't they don't do anything you yeah. know they're, they're sitting down in they're, two they're hot doing conditions painting or, or something like that which is great but yeah. also they've never actually been given the chance to go absolutely fucking ballistic yeah, yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they've, yeah. given, they've been given that chance, and Can't I think it opens, it, it, it opens everything up for them. No, I think so. so. And even just that classic, you're saying they're sitting there and it's all hot and woozy yeah. and that. I think that Basket classic, wing. having a bit of um, adrenaline, yeah, like having a bit of adrenaline, yeah. a bit of a blood flow, that's why they can feel their hands that's again. Because they're actually into getting there, yeah, they're actually feeling alive, you know. And I always think, and I've always said this, it's aching to... We've all done it. We've all sat on our mother's kitchen floor and she's given you half a dozen saucepans because she's fed up with you and she wants to either go and take a nap or drink gym, whatever, mm -hmm. and a couple of wooden spoons. And you'll sit there going, bam, 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 bam. And I think it's a grown-up version of that. that I think you're right. That's how John Bonham from Led Zeppelin learned first yeah. learned just banging on... With wow. Even his drumming style was like well, wasn't it? it. Yeah, and look what happened to him. He did all right for himself in the end. Yeah. He made a couple of quid. He did okay. Yeah, yeah, he did all right. Produced one or two records he may have heard of. <laughs> but, 
Yeah, yeah that, that catharsis and that musical sort of channeling of anger and passion, that um, hitting on things, mm. and you saying about your experiments with sound, mm. there's actually a car park down the road from here. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised I haven't said this before. There's a car park on the way to Waitrose, and when we're pissed drunk heading back to my mate Josh's, you, this car park, low squat ceiling, flat floor, pillars evenly spaced. Oh. If you shout into it, yeah. Yeah. you can hear the reflections going not just forwards and backwards, but from side to side. Wow. It's got the most amazing reverb I've heard outside of the Sagrada Familia in Barcelona. Like it's amazing and probably cost a bit less. Just but that classic, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that noise, and we try and sing and then we just cut it short and you hear that massive amount of reverb like you can still it's hear the, the tone of the voice there is so uh, good the last uh, album we made oh, yeah. pure passion uh while we were mixing that down paul from ant farm studios who, who's who's mixing it he actually said he'd come across a sound that he'd never heard before and what it is it's like the memory of jesus at the end of each song there'd be this this warp of sound. Yeah. Remember, it was a, a weird, and he, he said he'd never yeah, heard it before. Right. Yeah. But it just seemed to follow on. It was the ghost it, of yeah. Jesus. The ghost of Jesus. The ghost of Jesus past. No. But it was a great. It was a beautiful sound. So, so what was it? The reverb slapping back off the wall and being picked up into all the mics. He couldn't, he couldn't make. He said he never heard the sound before. But just like Easter, come back three days later. Oh, nice. <laughs> I wonder that. So, to skip back a bit, so you're like, you're a, you're a younger man. You've seen Johnny Cash. Uh. You've grown up with Irish people banging on tables yeah. and whatnot. So then what happens next? Say, what happens around, say, like your young teens or something that keeps you back into music? Uh, what killing Joke. You? Yeah, Killing Joke. Killing Joke. Paul, Bigfoot, Paul Ferguson. Uh, the first time I Share heard it, I was... Yeah, oh, yeah? Uh, I've, I heard Follow the Leaders, and I think that was the song, uh, the drumming in the song Follow the Leaders by Killing Joke uh, was, and I would have been, what, 11, 12? Oh, wow. And that was, wow. What's and, the album, sorry? Uh, the album's called What's This For? And uh, mm. the song's called Follow the Leaders. Absolutely fantastic. The drumming in it is... And that, I base a lot of that. That sound, if you listen to Jesus Hooligan, the, uh, the, the band format, really, from the start, or even before the band, when I was doing my own mixing or my own recordings with, with sounds, <coughs> it, it'd all be a beat and it'd be a sub-bass sound as well. I used to get tractor sounds. Uh, I'd get the sub bass sound of a tractor. Yeah. You know, I used to get my old man. He had a tractor, and I'd get him to start the tractor, and he'd, you know, he'd sit he'd there, God bless him, <laughs> and he'd sit there revving the tractor up, and I'd, I'd record all his sounds, and then bring them into a studio and mix them down. And the, the, the fellow that um, Don that was working in his studio at the time, he said he'd never actually heard sub bass sounds like it. So I yeah. could hear it, and he was going, "That's amazing," you know. And I'd, I was in mixing them into, uh, into songs, and it's sort of like, you know, I'd bring them home, I'd be there. Karen used to, used to try and phone me up or try and talk to me. And I'd be going, don't talk to her, because I'd, be, I'd have these sounds in my head and I'd be trying to mix them down. They were usually, a tra uh, as I say, a tractor. The sub-bass sound of a tractor is the most sexiest. Yeah. Like no. Oh, mate. Is that a, no, seriously. Uh, I'll do a, do a song called uh, Hooli. Um, it's on YouTube. If you go on it, listen to it through headphones, yeah. you'll get the, the actual tempo is a tractor. Yeah, and it's and I've got Barange, you know, an Irish traditional drum. Oh yeah, yeah, I know that. And that's basically all I use in it is a tractor, Barange, and barrels. And I wanted to get in um, uh, bagpipes. Oh yeah. But the actual, uh, my friend recorded a bagpipe sound, and it cocked up halfway through, and that's the actual sound that I use because we went through all this bagpipe sound, and the, 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 the proper bagpipe sound I wasn't happy with, but the bit that cocked up, I went, that's it. Mm. And I've actually that. stuck that in the middle of this hoolie song. And it's, it's quite, drives you a bit mad. It's got all these beats going off and all of a sudden it goes, you know. So all the bad parts drive me a bit bonkers but, but as well. But the video is a bit. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Our wife gets a bit excited. Also, I mean, I do. I've done other things uh, other than Jesus. I, I, I released a song, which is actually made gets played more than I, I've, I've released about five Jesus Hooligan albums, and I released one song under the name of Porn Music. The porn Music. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Now um, it's called the song's called Cleanse, and now that song alone gets played more than all of the Jesus Hooligan stuff put together. On CD Baby, on, Spotify, on, and yeah, all that. Blah, blah, blah. Um, the, what the song is is I took um, sounds from mental homes, um, sirens and uh, whirlwind uh, sirens, things like that from different countries. I took all the sounds of them and the sound of a Harley Davidson and a load of uh, barrels going off in the background. And it's actually uh, it's a very disturbing song. And it's, I, I get sort of uh, things through every couple of weeks that sort of says where my music's been played. And as I say, that's, that song that's generates more interest than everything that Jesus Hooligan has ever done. And I, I don't really like talking about it, putting it out there, because it's actually quite a dis it's a very it's disturbing It's a bit like song. Charles Bronson skipping through an asylum. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah it's that's how I... Wicked. Yeah. It's quite evil. Really? Yeah. I know, that sounds right up my street. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm all right so the next 68 plays on CD, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of evil-sounding music. Not oh. like... I don't particularly like black metal and death metal, no, blah, 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 oh, but no, actual evil-sounding... Uh, well, as I say, this is just... Uh, it's sirens from uh, Broadmoor and places like that. You know, when there's someone in the oh, escape... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, kicks off. all the sirens going off. But it took me ages to get these siren sounds. When I got on Broadmoor into the studio, started mixing yeah, down... You escaping from Broadmoor, uh, didn't yeah. you? <laughs> I, was I was working next to a bloke who owned a Harley Davidson and uh, recorded him. Cool. And uh, yeah, that basically that was it. And then I put in all the beats, and it's yeah, it's quite a, quite an evil song. Yeah, nice. All the songs I write are all about what goes on in my life. As like people say to me, oh, you know, why don't you write about this that, and the other? I go, I don't, you know, politics. You've Fucking, got to have lived it to have filled yeah. it. Yeah. I, everything I write, every write song I wrote, it. it's about what's happened to me. Anything. I mean, fucking madness, uh, having sex with the wife. Or getting far too drunk. It's all the very simple things. As I say, it's like being a bricklayer on a, on a scaffold. Mm -hmm. You're just boasting, waffling basically, along. waffling yeah. along all day long. That's why I've got so many fucking songs that I still haven't recorded. Nice. Just, yeah. Well, I remember the first time I saw you play here, and you said, "This is a touching love song, a ballad, almost, if you will." It's called "Woman, Woman, Woman." Girl, girl, girl. Oh, yeah. Fantastic song. <laughs> it wasn't the one that makes me come then. That's the, that's <laughs> my girl, my baby, my love, my lady. <laughs> you're the one who makes me come. So it's like, well, that goes down really well. Everyone goes. Mm. So, yeah. No, I like the sort of, I like the subtleness in your music. That's what well, I like. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I like it when there's uh, a mixture of, um, you know, uh, diehards and new people. Hmm. Well, the diehards know no, it's coming, worst, yeah. and they're all, and then they're singing along with him. And the new ones, you hear them audibly go. What? <gasps> Yeah. And you hear the women go, did he say that? And then there's all the, the sort of giggles and the blushes uh, and the... We do a song yeah. do a song called Here In My Bed. It's very slow. Oh, and, God's you know, I'll put it... I remember everyone's going, such a beautiful Almost song. Almost pulling Oh, it's such a... And it's about my wife sucking my cock while she rubs her clit on my knee. That's what the song is about. And I've worded it in a way, and everyone is going, oh, it's lovely. A, oh, I want you welcome. here in my bed. And then it's doing things with your head. I want you here with me, doing things on my knee. And it's like, yes. And they're going, well, what does that mean? Then I explain it, and then they get the out with me. And I'm thinking, oh, no, why did you ask? Yeah. Don't fuck it off. Just keep the romance. Fuck off. So, yeah. yeah. I love actually, all that. The actual song is very powerful. Yeah. 
you know, even the the music behind it and the words is sung <laughs> as a, a real powerhouse, isn't yeah. it? But it's just about me sitting on your knee. Sorry about that, boys. No, no, no. We're open to anything. Apart from the foursome. Don't worry, mate. And we don't write your ways, do we? There you go. The problem is, I sing a lot of songs about sex, and we have been, me and the wife have been approached quite a few times by certain swingers. And you just go, we don't know. We go, no, horrible. I hate it. I go, no, we're not. And they go, no, you must be. Yeah, yeah, I go, no. Yeah. They're, 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 they're probably like thinking like, you've got the confidence to sort of stand on stage and sing that stuff, so therefore you must yeah. be, you know. They just want songs written about them. Yeah, they just that's... want you to write songs about well, them. The amount yeah. of people... It's, oh, it is special, uh, yeah. I must say. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I look at all these bands out there and they write songs about... It's, it's a lot of bands out there who write songs about politics and things like that, and really they haven't got the bollocks really to, shall we say, make a stand. But they'll write about it and everyone will think they're we'll big rebels and spout off about it and you just think, oh, go away. But it wouldn't make sense though with what you guys are doing because it is primal yeah. and it's all sort of like really straight for the, the juggler and all that. Well, I think it makes a lot of sense, yeah, yeah, that it's I've something got... primal, that it's well, something into you. You even proposed to me, wrote a song. There was two songs. One was called Crazy Things, wasn't it, which mm. was about the blowjobs. Then there was one called Sweat. another one about blowjobs. Yeah, yeah, that was the very first one, I think. And then there was one called Sweat and it was just about... How hard it is just to... Just for get us to, to get to where you want to yeah, get to go. Just to get married to the wife. But, but one so of the trouble. lines was oh, yeah. um, something. You're in front of you're the girl I want in front of me when mm. I'm down on my bended knee. Yeah. And uh, there was so much crap going on because um, he, he was in a relationship before me, but she checked a copper and left and whatever. But um, and he actually sang that. Um, to propose to me. Oh, nice. He asked me to pop round for a cup of coffee, so I came from Suffolk to London for a cup of coffee. Well, when a blowjob, hopefully, but you know what I mean. But, um, Clean your yeah. knees, love. And, um, and, and he sang that, and at the end of it, he said, do you know what this is about? And I went, sweat. Yeah, <laughs> And maybe. he said, no, it's about unconditional love, and will you marry me? Mm. So uh, every song for us... It, I think that's nice that it you can't just say, Oh, it's just crass for the point of it. It's mm. just no, something that something you guys are doing, it. you know, it's part of your life. So no, I like it. And listen, uh, I mean, I've had people say, oh, it's just bang, 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 and it's like, no, it's no not, not quite. Yeah, yeah, you know. Well, no. the first time I was really properly aware of you guys was when you guys played in the Red Lion, yeah. when you played that, and then Hitchin TV were there, and they interviewed me and G oh, yeah, for what? it. But they interviewed it, interviewed us about 30 seconds after you'd finished playing. And what did you say? I said it was... So word for word. I wouldn't know, but it's primal. Yep. I remember using yeah. the word primal a lot and saying it just... Yes, kicks you, you sort of straight in the bollocks. Why? What did I say? You more or less said that. You said, uh, what can I say about Jesus Hooligan? Wow, it's primal. It's, <laughs> yeah, just so basic. Everybody should have, I don't know, Jesus Hooligan in their life or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, something like that it really connects with and resonates with people, which is yeah. still and something I stand like by. it was literally like a two-line thing, and you looked at it and you thought, whoa, he gets it. At this point in the show, uh, we would like to do a little uh, thing. Oh, yeah. Um, Thing, uh, where we, we mentioned some musical genres and yeah. you, if you just give like a, a, your response to it could be a sound could be a word could be anything you want all right all right okay yeah, it's just a, a little fun kind of like midsection thing okay so um and you know pipe, pipe in as well matt oh um, good mate let him say his thing okay uh reggae 
smooth. <laughs> Musicals. Nah. <laughs> Hip hop. <laughs> Church music. Oh. Not bad. Mm. Punk. That's good. Pop. Mm. <laughs> Prog rock. They don't even words, they're just noises. <laughs> Acid jazz. Nah. <laughs> Metal. It's alright. Disco. I don't mind it. Country western. Yeah, it's all good. Oh, okay. Folk music. Yes. Yeah, but they don't get me. So, uh, yeah. I, I sort of, I, I love it. Edward, I'm sorry, it's only meant to be one No, go on, do your thing, mate. Folk music to me is, uh, should be, telling stories, should be this, that and the other, should be real. But every time I look at folk music, none of it's real. It's all, it's quite pretentious. And I don't, you know... I, the way I see it, like a lot of folk music now has become singer-songwriter music. Yeah. It's not, they're not singing a song from, from yeah. a traditional kind of area. They're just kind of, sort of saying it's folk, but actually just singing a song yeah. about their broken Dressing heart or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't, to me, it's not really folk, really. I'd yeah. agree with that yeah. quite strongly, up, actually. Yeah. I think that raconteur spirit that Stephen was talking about earlier, that storytelling and sort of story of your people telling, I think that's mm. really important. I really like that. Although a lot of the folk music, I thought it was just whiny drippy singer songwriters mm. sort of one person with a guitar which is fine but then i realized what folk music actually could be and thought oh no, bugger i got no. to this game well late yeah. I, yeah. I went to uh, there's a folk place in uh, up near Candom town it's in Candom town and it's it's folk a institute, massive yeah an institute yeah institute Something of folk like yeah. i went in there and i started talking to them and they they looked me up on youtube because i, I we you know the G Jesus Hooligan thing is only one part of it. I'll do another thing called Vain, which is it's Jesus Hooligan songs, but done without the vowels. Acoustic. And it's all done acoustically because I mean all the songs are songs. They're just you know it's like I say if you've got if a song is good you can do it any way you want. It's just like a story. So, so if it's without the vowels, how do you perform it then? I've got a didgeridoo and uh, a guitar okay. and a brain and that's it. Cool. Uh, we play chains as well sometimes on some of the songs. But uh, as I, I, I then approached this uh, folk place. And they watched uh, a video of me doing Vane. And they were going, well, that, that isn't the type of folk that we want. And it was it just, exactly our cup there was three of them. And they just turned their nose Don't up. Don't call us, me. we'll call yeah. you. And I was saying, well, you know, what, what is folk? And mm. it was, oh, and, it, and then he started, I don't know, we didn't get on, put it that way. <laughs> and they won't be asking me. Well, it sounds like maybe they didn't call when the they didn't send flowers. Yeah, oh, I did bless. dodge the bullet, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, good luck to them. But if, if you go back, uh, you know, um, Sort of hundred years, two hundred years. You know, mm. you get you you get you get music which is really uh, like well, for me, like like a proper folk song is something that gets handed down from from generation mm. to generation, and it changes with each person who who learns. They're, they're it. all historic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they add but, their own but, bit, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which... So so it never so so if you do that, like it's a form that would never die until the TV came along. Well, I mean, <laughs> which is what we were about because we we're both Irish. Yeah. You know, I'm Northern Ireland, he's Northern and Southern. Um, we're used to that storytelling, sing-songy mm. type mm. of what yeah. we would call folk music. But as you say, the folk music that's out there now is just pretentious claptrap, to be yeah. honest with you. Know. Or it's become stuff, synonymous yeah, with the singer-songwriter thing yeah. as well, which is uh, fair enough. But There's no tradition to it, there's no generations. 
It's like Great Uncle Jimmy. Yeah, I, of course, I wrote a song called Great Uncle Jimmy, which is actually about my uh, my Jimmy. dad's uh, <laughs> uncle. So he was my, my great uncle, I used to call him. And he, the man was, he was fantastic. He was a complete lunatic. You know, he was wonderful. So I wrote a story just about him. And I actually got in the car with him once. I mean, he was about 80 years of age. He pulled up, because in Ireland, where, where, where his mum and dad were brought up, it was, um, you know, you're walking down the road, and if a car comes along, it would pull over, and it'd say, they go, get him! And they drive you wherever you wanted. It was oh, fantastic. sweet. You know, Lovely, yeah. you, you, there was only like four people to every ten miles or something. And I was walking <laughs> down the road, like, I was over there on holiday, and he's, he pulled over and he didn't even know it was me. He said, get in. I got in. And he was going, oh, you're staying at the hotel. And he was ranting and raving at me. And I said, no, Uncle Jimmy, I'm staying with your sisters. <laughs> and he's going, oh. And he was like, was he, he was deaf and blind. Oh, they always are. And he was like, he was still driving and the, the, the Yeah, and it was, the, the thing was, he stopped at a, a crossroads and he's, he was ranting and raving. He was all excited. And then he's sitting there going like this. And he's, he's going, I'm going, what are you doing? Because he was blind or half blind. He's going, I'm listening Did, to see if there's a car, a car coming. coming. And then pulled out. And that's, I've got that in and that's the, in the song. You. Yeah, I've got that in the song. It's like, I, you know, it's, it's, it's just a story about his life. It's like he got married. He didn't want his mum to know he was getting married. Oh, bloody hell. And he, he made the... Um, he started making the bed up. Like, actually physically making... Not, the not, marriage not made. He made the bed out of timber and things like that. And his, his mum then knew he was getting married because he, he made his single bed into a double bed. Okay, But cool. he wouldn't... And they got married at six in the morning because he didn't want the locals to see him getting... Ah, oh, real classic person. And that's what I wrote and a good now song about. Uncle Seamus coming along. Now Uncle Seamus, yeah. So we've got some stories about him. <laughs> oh my God, wicked. I've got to say, my Uncle Seamus, he died last year. And they, this it's can only happen in Ireland or to happen to my family. Right, he's oh he's, no. he's got long white hair, bushy hair, a long Whiskey bushy beard. Like right, oh, yeah. Like this. He'd no teeth. So I'm going to be like that in a couple of weeks, only a couple of months. And he's, he's he died and it was a new person working in the uh, a, young in, a young boy working at the what are they grave undertakers oh, and all right. they said was tidy the body up so what oh. he's done is he's shaved him he's shaved oh. him clean give him a haircut oh, and put his teeth in Oh. And then they've got an open casket. Who the fuck is this guy? They had to have, right. they had to have my uncle or my cousin at standing the at, the end, the at the end of the coffin. And everyone that's coming in is going, no, this is Uncle Shane. Oh, right. You <laughs> were at the right funeral. Oh, that's going into a new song, I know that. That sort of wonderful <laughs> work experience <laughs> gone wrong, I like that. But uh, yeah, all my songs, yeah, there's a history to Poor little dude. Oh, I bet that yeah. kid was well pleased with himself so as well. He looks young, he looks so happy. And when those Undertakers got back from their lunch break. Oh, oh. Which lasted three days. Which, I would have stuck a fake beard in him or something. Oh, God, yeah. Uncle Albert. <laughs> so you could do the Uncle Suite and you'll have a series of different yeah. ones. Cool, okay. Oh, well, I've got, got I, do, I do series of songs. I mean, I'm, oh, do you? Yeah, I've, I've wrote... Uh, there's a series... I'm, I'm just writing the third one now. There's a song called I Met a Woman. And that was based on uh, somebody I met, and there's a line in it that says, I met a mother, she looks like a goat, I'd like to skin her and use her as a coat. coat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the crowd love it. You and then the it. second part was actually, I met. Her. it's called I Met Her Mate, and it's the Weetabix song. It's about a woman that I, I was a friend. The, the song I Met Her Mate, the Weetabix song, is about her friend, and she was horrible. Girl to me, so she tried. She wanted me to have sex with her, and I refused. So since then, she basically tried to cause me nothing but trouble. Oh you know? God! And she, you know, I don't There's really nothing like a woman uh, scorned. scorned. So, um, so I wrote a song about her, and that, that's called "I Met Her Mate," and that's you know, it's about the you got the body shape of the Weetabix and the head shape like have a box. Have you not seen the yeah. video? And no, I've not. Oh, it's brilliant. We made it's, it's, a video. We had six bottles of wine. Yeah, it's fantastic. Cardboard crayons, 
and Weetabix in Weetabix. the cupboard. Weetabix figures. And we made... Send me this over. Yeah, yeah send this. Just look we'll up. link it up. Oh, for goodness. But, and the, the third, now the third one in, in this uh, trilogy, trilogy is, it's called She Brought a Mate. And it's basically about uh, a girl that approached me on the internet and uh, offered me sex. Oh, I've the never nurse seen her. Is out there. I, did, I didn't know her. I'd never seen her. And she's, she's saying, she sounds friendly. Yeah, she sounds lovely. But you and, uh, the world. Didn't even know what she looked like. And I said, no, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. And she turned up, we'd, we'd done a gig a couple of weeks later or whatever. She turned up at a gig. And mate. I didn't even know who she was. And she's, she's standing outside the pub crying, going, he promised me the world. And he was like, all his friends and are going, you've got to come talk to her. And I'm going, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I don't know who you are. And then her mate got very aggressive and tried to class me. So it's basically the songs about that story. It's all, Brilliant. you know, so. He's such a catch. Yeah, exactly. Yes, it's such a, a dishy I'm little thing. I'm firing him off. Oh, mate. Oh, quite, yeah. quite literally, it sounds yeah, like. I did yesterday. Yeah. Keep working on the barrels, guys. <laughs> Keep that strength up so you can fight away the nutty fans. Oh, you've reached the dizzying heights of success. <laughs> Bloody hell. Yeah, that's good. Cool. So, sorry, we spoiled your little quiz. Yes, sorry, the quiz. Oh, no, no, no. What's no, 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 it was good. <laughs> it was kind of done, really. It got well, to disco and it just so goes yeah, to the wayside. It usually does. So, as you're, you're probably guessing, we have a bit of a loose framework for this podcast, but we sort of try and follow people's musical journey. So, what are you listening to now? Or what was the last thing that excited well, you? Uh, musically? Uh, Definitely musically, not just what was the last thing that excited you. Well, that was a small this morning. I'll tell you what, the um, musical... Uh, there's a band, not a band, there's a bloke called Jim Thurwell. Uh, he goes, Thurwell. Under, goes under the name of uh, Fetus. That was his name in the 80s. And he, he, he released a lot of songs, like you've got, uh, and each album had a different name. It was like, You've Got Fetus On Your Breath, that was the name of the band for that uh, one. Yeah. You've Got Fetus On The on the Wheel, or so. It was and fantastic, <laughs> oh, the keys. But he used to make a lot of songs um, out of noises. Oh, nice. And I think that's where I got the, because I couldn't play an instrument. And of course, he used to do it, or te he, was, he was a little bit of test department thrown in there as well. And you know these these are all bands from the eighties, and that's I think I got the the attitude for those noises for Jesus Hooligan from them, mm. you know. So it was, but they would they were doing sort of different types of songs than what, what I do. What is that English? I don't know. But it's I understood uh, it. Yeah, that's good. Carry on, carry on. So it's I think that was a very uh, a very turning point for me when I first heard Fetus. Uh, I mean, he done a song called "You Got Fetus on Your Breath." Absolutely, the song's called "Wash." But the chorus in it is, you've got fingers on your breath. Oh, fucking brilliant song. Brilliant dance song, believe it or not. And he's a very famous producer now. I mean, a lot of a lot of music now, He's he produces like Nine Inch Nails and all, you know, Ministry and all stuff oh, like that. Oh, cool. But, but influences, uh, it's got to be, um, you know, for the sound, it's got to be Martin Atkins. He's the drummer for, uh, using Public Image and Ministry and stuff like that. And, uh, of course, Big Paul Ferguson from Killing Joke. Oh, yeah. And you stood, the last album that excited me was uh, Killing Joke brought out an album. Pilot. 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 If you were really, say Stephen, you woke up at like five o'clock in the morning and you were, and you were really tired mm. and your brain was still whirling and you, you might put on some music then, what would you put on then? Believe it or not, Arcade Fire. Oh. I, I listen to, I, what? I listen to Arcade Fire uh, every day. Okay. Believe it or not, do, I find do, 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 do. I find a lot of their music as has uh, it's just very interesting. They yeah. the the way they use sounds and the way the songs how they they do also storytelling. Uh, yeah, they tell a story, yeah. but also the sounds that they use are yeah. not 
properly conventional. No, they're not. No. And it, it's a good. Um, I don't know. I just think that they're very good. We've played it to death. Basically. Yeah, I really do like them. It and it's, a lot of people have shocked. And also Radiohead. I listen to a lot of radio. People sort of, you know, I've been asked before, what do you listen to? And I tell them, and they go. You know, you, you can't like that. And I go, no, well, that's one. I bloody well can. I fucking want to listen to what I want. So yeah. it's like, yeah. Do what I want. Jog yeah. on. So what's coming up next for you guys, live-wise or music-wise? Recording, <laughs> playing? Well, we're actually, we're booked to play. We've done, like, we've been playing for about the last live, say, the last six or eight years, something like that. And um, it, the, the actual physical size of the Jesus thing now has, has become quite enormous. Yeah. Uh, so I've tried to really, I mean, I'll do the Club 85 and we'll do the Green Rooms in Welling Garden City. And really, sort of, that's it um, for venues. Pubs, we stopped playing pubs um, yeah, the other small. year. It was too small. And also their attitude, I, I found their attitude was quite disgusting. Yeah. Uh, we were playing pubs and say if you're filling a pub, mm-hmm. they're making a fortune. Yeah. They're running out of beer, yeah. they're running out of food. Yeah. And uh, they give me one bottle of wine. So basically, they, they make a couple of thousand pounds mm-hmm. in a night. Mm-hmm. They give me a bottle of wine. They say, there you go. Yeah. And it's like, that's, you know, that's a bit cheeky. They wouldn't do that. And then the next week, they're getting an old covers band and they pay them like 800 quid. Yeah, it's, it's like, weird. Well, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. This idea of the, the music being sort of different or worthless yes, because it. it's not being played on conventional music or because it's exactly. not presented in a conventional way, yeah. that's got to piss you yeah. off. It, and it, 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 you know, I, I, I was found myself getting quite angry. Also, we were coming across a bunch of idiots, shall we say, musicians who just really seem to think that they're really special. Used to just wind me up. So in the end, I mean, I, I might come across as a bit of an idiot when, when we do gigs. We don't actually, uh, I don't, basically the, the, the size of the, the thing, getting set up, doing that, and then having to go home and, and you know, I, we don't it's really get any help. Thing. Uh, so me and my wife are basically loading up, offloading. Very sometimes we get we get some close friends. as Simon Rumbo he's one of our friends. He oh, yeah. will drive us sometimes. But really, that's it. A lot of the time, we don't really get a lot of help. I and must say though, Club Eighty Five, and I'm yeah. not just saying that because we're people. here. Your they youngsters out there, there, they're outside Brilliant. waiting for us. Yeah, and yeah, we have never had that before. No. But we go to other clubs. I'll keep reminding yeah. them then. I'll keep mm. them on that because it's definitely it no, does we, make a we difference. It's no, really, but we've had so much trouble yeah. in other places. Thank you, by the way. You're no, moving, you're moving in and out, just barrels and tons of gear, and you know you get other people just standing there looking at you. I'm just thinking, mm. you know, and I, it, it basically I got the ump of it the other year. Basically, I just thought, you know what? So I slowed everything down and uh, playing venues. I sort of basically stopped that. As I say, I'll do here and mm. green rooms. Really, I'm not really interested anywhere else. And now we just do festivals. We find the festivals because yeah. oh, they really get us. Yeah. We turn We've up. Got we into get festivals, yeah. and you've got a bit of space Whoa. to do so as well. Yeah, some of the places we played are absolutely fantastic. You know, and the place goes the mad. You, you should call, you should like, have you ever approached like Glastonbury or anything like that? I mean, they didn't really get there. <laughs> <laughs> I did actually approach Glastonbury about four times now. Yeah, they've they've never actually got me. Uh, there's a lot of, and it's funny. You, you talk to some musician people, and they just don't get it. They can't mm. actually understand the concept. Same as rhythms. We asked rhythms, and I don't think they could actually understand they didn't know yeah. what to do just either. completely what it was. This was a few years ago, just when they were getting back, yeah. the first time they got back to it. I so would have been a bit surprised about that one, and I bet at some point, I bet if you approach them again in the future, now that they're setting themselves after what is it, Maybe. a massive upheaval, upheaval even of personnel, I think they probably would be able to make sense of it and find a space for it. The problem is noise. The problem would be the noise. If they could find the right place to do it, but then if they're able to do uh, even more resonant drums with Take Tambour, 
then they'd be able to do you guys. Exactly. Like they would be able to do it. It's just rhythms had to very much, from my understanding, they had to behave and then they had this big personnel shift. Yeah, I think it'd be worth approaching them again. I really no, do. I think I will. But also, you, you asked about uh, music. Um, <clears throat> we finished an album uh, last year that was called Touch Pure Passion. Yeah, great name. And that was uh, well, basically all, all the songs about, I mean, I, I think all, everything's an emotion. So, you know, so you've, all our albums are based on. I mean, I've got an EP. It's called Feel. It's it's all about an emotion. So, so another album's called Ragged, and it, it's all just yeah, about yeah. the way I was at the point when that album was made. Mm. That's that's. Mm. I mean, when I I wrote Ragged, I was in a right state. Exactly. You know, touch pure passion. It was just I was so passionate at what I was doing, and it was it was a real sort of emotional thing to it. Um, but now I've, I'm actually considering. Uh, going to try an even more tribal thing, but I know it sounds a bit silly, but I, I'd actually like, and I, I've worked out s uh, quite a few songs already, I'm going to start doing them and working them on them in the studio. It's basically going to be uh, with three proper drummers yeah, and vocals yeah. with the barrels and different things that you can hit. And I want to try that, I want to try, I might just try just an EP or if it goes, if the EP goes well, like I'll just do an album, just like that. So the whole cool. thing is basically, it is very tribal primal call oh, it whatever yeah. you want but it's something that's in me head and anything on yeah. goes in at me head i have to do it anyway so it's so as i say i've wrote quite a few songs for that already so i think that'll be the next thing will be just some mad tribal thing which it is cool. anyway but it will be actually just without without guitars without mm. anything really very raw and very basic yeah. so mm. sounds good. i'm very interested in sounds shouting sounds things like mm. that and also try and see if i could get like sort of 10 20 people doing certain shouting sounds and singing along with it. Yes, yeah, which would sound amazing, for yeah. sure. Uh, as an engineer, I'm very interested in like the tone, the frequency, mm. the actual shape that sounds produce and how that affects people differently. Mm. But I'm, I'm certainly getting the idea that a lot of this is catharsis for you. A lot You said, just said about getting the idea in your head mm. and oh, it has to it. come out. Yeah. I'm really getting that you said about... It drives me mad. Yeah? If, I, if I, my God, wife will tell yeah. you, I'll go... I want to the do album that. last year had to be done. It had to yeah, be done. Had to be I was, done. Yeah, I was, uh, and once I'd done that, it was that was it. It actually that got rid of that thing, and it really did clear something. But now, of course, I've got things building up in me for this new thing that I want to do, Thank and it's you. basically, as I say, it's, it is. It's going to be uh, it's going to be tr three tribal drummers, and then loads of other things. Just it's pretty wonderful. You've got that way to push it out a bit, then, because yeah. some people like, don't have it. They they, they, just, they just have it all built up, and they haven't got anywhere to express it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or well, they stay stagnant, which he can't because when he gets bored, he's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not good. I'm terrible when I'm bored. I have to keep myself moving. I know, me depressed. too. But he's the world's worst. That's yeah. it. Uh, Jesus hooligan is a bit like Madonna, <laughs> always evolving. <laughs> Into something you else. No, I've often said that. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Madonna, yeah. yeah. Except my tits are bigger. Yeah. And less pointy. <laughs> less pointy, very It's driven. the cone bra. No, I've, no I've, you the have whole, to evolve. Everything has yeah, to evolve. That's, that's true. I, I couldn't stand it when we started doing uh, live music. I had uh, people saying, oh, you can't let other people get involved. And I was going, why not? Mm. And they're going, oh, no, but you know, you know, you can't. And I'm going, no, you, you have to let the thing grow. Mm. And you have to yeah. see, you have to steer it in Where a certain way. That's why yeah. I've got so many barrels and blah, because I've steered it into that. I've, yeah. I've seen it, I like the sound of it, so I just steered it. And I know it's gone a bit over the top where you've got like masses of barrels, but if you're playing a festival with a good couple of thousand people there, you've got, you know, you want the barrels to go out there, you want yeah. everyone to go mad. Yeah. And, yeah, and also, so you know, new material. I mean, we know a band, I'm not going to mention any names, they have flogged the same album for 10 years, yeah, haven't they? Oh, my God. Yeah. 10 whole 
years. They must have just ordered too many of them. They've just written another one, be, but mainly yeah, because there was there's quite a few members to the band, but there's only one real leader, and he was quite content with this. But then the others were going, for God's sake, mm. we're just peddling out the same shit. Mm. We and they are good if you see them for the first it's time. Fantastic. Mm. Ten years That's peddling crazy. the same wow. album. I mean, he. Like he's got a butterfly he floats from thing to thing mm. to thing, and that's what keeps him motivated what yeah. keeps him going he keeps the, the juices flowing doesn't yeah, it yeah well I can't usually every day I'll, I'll usually write something be it a poem oh, pads everywhere yeah. yeah I've got books all over the house God. so it's, yeah, it's just yeah I think that's a good way of doing it I think if you manage to keep the, the creative juices flowing you're more likely to sort of not just strike a bit of gold but to actually you've, if you keep using the muscle, you develop it. Oh, yeah. If you don't yeah. use it, it withers. Use it or lose it. Yeah, simple. Yeah. I think it's a good way of doing it. Instead of waiting for this magical being called inspiration to strike. Doesn't I don't. Yeah, I don't think people get hit by lightning when they're on the toilet and go out and write an opera. No. I think people practice yeah. and get good and they work it. I think it's yeah, like anything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people want it to be like they wake up, they had a dream. In this dream, they have this song and they have to get it down. Yeah. Don't really think it works like that a lot of the time for people. Mm. Especially Michael Michael Bublé, but yeah. <laughs> Fuck Michael Bublé. <laughs> no, he did Home, didn't he? He had a dream. And in the dream, oh, yeah? he wrote Home. And he woke up and he thought, no, this is a dream. Uh, somebody must have written this, this song. He still had it in his head. Oh, cool. So he quickly wrote okay. it down while he still had it fresh, researched it. No, it wasn't a song. And that was his biggest seller. <laughs> okay. It was a dream. Mental. It was a dream. He woke up, wrote it down. I yep. stand corrected. But that's about the only person that I know that's done that. Actually, yeah. uh, McCartney did it with Yesterday. Oh, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. I but would he, be sceptical. He, he only had, well, the story goes, he only had the melody, so it's like, uh, ham and eggs on my baby, how I love your legs. That's <laughs> yeah. how he had it. And then, yeah. but, but he was convinced that this was a song, like a standard. Yeah. He was like, it always makes so well, what's Michael this Bublé song? Had the, had the words and music, everything, and that's why he thought it was already that's a song. Right, and it right. was his first number one smash hit. Mm. But it was a dream. So I think we're going to start slowly trying to wrap it up. That's all cool with you guys. Is there anything particular that you want to get off your chest or mention or oh, say to the people? <laughs> yeah, I mean, no problem if you don't. No, no, just uh, if you ever hear of us playing anywhere, come along, join in, have a good time. Don't hit me, hit somebody else. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's a, a barrel. A barrel, even. Yeah. yeah, and if you can make it in time with what's going on, yeah, it. If you can't, do it with passion. remember this, there's nothing more sexy than the sound of a chain. Guys, yeah. thank you love. so much. Thank you very thank much. You. That was an thank absolute you, pleasure. Cheers. Thank you so much.